The QPR podcast is in association with 101greatgoals.com. For post-match Premier League press conferences, FIFA 15 videos, freestyle clips and much more, subscribe to the YouTube channel at youtube.com slash 101greatgoalsyt. QPR! Hello and welcome to the QPR podcast. I'm David Fraser. I'm here with one other QPR fan, one QPR fan and ex-player, and we've got a jam-packed show where we're talking to a further two QPR players or ex-players. Uh, with me is Paul Finney from Indiars. How you doing, David? You, you, you will. Very good. Should we get out? Well, let me just introduce Kev first. And um, ex-QPR centre-forward, lifetime QPR fan, Kevin Gallen. Good evening. Good evening. Let's get it out of the way first, because I know you're going to mention it. I just got scared by a bat. We're not sure if it was a bat, a robin. <laughs> or a, a pigeon. Crow. Yeah, it could be. <laughs> it had wings, and um, David totally cacked himself with the, the thank yeah. god david you got the brown trousers on yeah, uh, same yeah. We, and he just looked he just looked uh, well. brown. He, uh, he actually screamed we um we are recording somewhere which is we we kind of had a very dark walk towards the studio where we were recording and and a bat flew out of a tree and and i wasn't prepared well we would it. call it this place the bat cave exactly it is the bat cave um, right we've got loads to talk about let me just do the uh, housekeeping at the start you can get all the links for our show at qprpod.co.uk and it is a new sort of destination new website everything is new so if you listen to us before you will have to resubscribe if you want to listen to us again all the links are there uh, the only other thing you need to know is look for us on Facebook at the new QPR podcast and on Twitter we are at QPR pod. We're recording this Thursday night, 24 hours after we played Arsenal. We have two interviews tonight. We've got Matt Phillips on the phone in three or four minutes time. And then after that, we've also got Paul Furlong, um, your old partner in crime, Kev. Yep. Good mates or just yeah. work colleagues? No, no. Get on well with Paul. Yeah. On and off the pitch, yeah. Not Great an Andy bloke. Cole, Teddy Sheringham thing no, going on. not at all, no. Paul's a really nice bloke. Who would you be in that Andy Cole, Teddy Sheringham? Probably Teddy Sheringham. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Everyone would probably want to say they're Teddy Sheringham. Or guess, just... Wouldn't they? Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Just... <laughs> <laughs> what? I meant in style of play. Oh, oh sorry. I, I don't really... Oh, yeah, yeah yes, probably. Yeah, I Teddy meant Teddy yeah. Sheringham. Everyone would want said... to be Teddy Sheringham, wouldn't they? Oh, because no. they fancy themselves as that cultured sort of... Centre forward number 10. He Thank came, you, David. He, yes. he came into my shop once and brought flowers. Did he? Mm-hmm. Was it that you, funky flowers in Barnet? Mm-hmm. Oh, you, okay. you never mentioned that. Never. Um, before we get Matt Phillips, let's briefly talk about the game last night. Kev, were you there? I was, yes. What did you think? Uh, it was actually a very good game. Um, I thought we started off really well. First 20 minutes were very direct. Put the ball in the box. I've got to say they defended well. The amount of times Mertesacker headed the ball out from crosses was, it was like he had a magnet on, on his head. And then as the game wore on, I think their sort of um, their passing and their ability in midfield to keep the ball and that extra little bit of quality in the end uh, shone through. And, uh, you know, they've, they have got some really good players. I was really impressed with um, some of them. Just, you know, Sanchez was mm. just wonderful and Cazorla. Don't think you have the ball away, but we've done some really good things. And against a lesser team, we probably would have won. But you know, that's the top. Do you think? Yeah, Do you think we played uh, yeah. well enough, but it, we just came up against a really good team on form. I, I think so. I think look, at the end of the day, they've spent you know one of their players is Ozil, who who was okay for them, who hasn't really pulled up much trees, but he cost forty six. Was it forty eight? Mm. Something outrageous. And what was Sanchez thirty nine or thirty? I mean. That's a that's a big gulf in mm. gap of what we we spend and they're a very good team. But we played some we played well. We just we hit. We look tired towards yeah, the well, end. Well, you do because when you're chasing the ball all the time, it's hard work. And in your opinion, that's nothing to do with the travel and no. and, and the flights going coming back from Dubai. No. That's just that'd be refreshing. Knackered us out. No, when you're chasing the ball, and I was sitting next to a friend of mine, in, and uh, I said, "Look, you cannot." chase the ball for 90 minutes mm. Men- physically for one it's just you've got to be super fit but mentally it's that when you go and close down 
for half an hour, it's okay. But then once in the, say, the 60th minute or 65th minute, when you get a little bit tired, mentally you think, I don't really need to close down there and I'll, I'll rest there. And that's when they, a top team gets you. Mm. When one person or two people don't do their jobs 100%, then you get killed. And mm. that's what will happen. I mean, for the first goal, Cranshaw give the ball away on the edge of the box. Yeah. And, and 10 seconds later, is in the back of the net. in the back of the net. And that is... That's f- bad play by so quick. Arsenal. 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 Yeah, their, their, first, their first touch. But also, people got to remember on their day, on top game, they would give Barcelona a good spanking if they, they could. Would, they they do. Know, they're they're a top just, class side. We we done some good things, and you know it was we had some long shots. I mean, Charlie had, had hit a shot in the first half that just whizzed past the post, and mm. but we didn't really create an outstanding chance where you say, well, he should have scored there. No. Charlie and, created a couple himself. Of just long shots. I think Matt Phillips hit a long ranger, which was excellent. But, you know, we needed to mm. create that one chance. And if we would have got in the lead in the first goal, first goal at QPR, especially at QPR's ground, the first goal is massive. Mm. Tight pitch, you can close the game down. And if you get it, usually the team that gets the first goal, usually, not all the time, because that would be saying, because it's not true, but usually... They always come out at, with, at le- with at least a point, or mm. usually win the game. But the thing, the thing is, and I noticed as well that when they got the ball, they just, they just, it was like three passes, bang, gone. The pace, whereas we were kind of tiptoeing a wee bit around them as well. Mm. Plus, my mate beside me was saying as well, which is perhaps, do you think we should have got in their faces a bit more and, and, well, and roughed it up a bit more? No, well, we did, we did, and especially in the first twenty, thirty minutes, we didn't, did, but it's impossible. You just cannot keep that momentum and that pace mm. of closing down. It's just physically, it's just, you cannot do it. Mm. But they re- they sort of knew what sort of game plan we, we did. They played a high line because they know we have got no pace up front to run over the top. Yeah. So they play a high line and they condense the pitch. That's, mm. that's sort of the, and the pitch is small and that's what teams have recognised when we played Man United at, um, at home. Man United played a really high line because they know there is no, there's no, there's no one in able enough to run in behind and stretch the defence. What QPR want to do? Someone play deep. We knock the ball long into Zamora. He gets hold of it, gets a knockdown, and then Charlie can have a shot from the edge of the box. Mm. It's a lot different having a shot from 30, 35 yards. Before we go to Matty Phillips, one, mm. one, thing, one thing I was thinking: Vargas. Would he? Well, be- I was just thinking they would change their game plan if we had Vargas up front, wouldn't they? Well, then they'd have to, yeah, they would, good players and, and even QPR players, they would think, well, hold on, he's fast, he can run over the top, we'll have to play five yards deeper, yeah. which would be better. But but then the thing is, who's going to knock Who's gonna knock it down for Charlie Austin? See, the problem I, I feel what QPR have got is, you play Charlie Austin up front on his own, the ball doesn't sort of get yeah. up to him, he can't get hold of it. you got like, Charlie Austin knocking it down to Charlie Austin. Exactly. It doesn't really work. So when Bobby Zamora plays, he rarely scores, but... He's a good foil for Charlie Austin. Charlie Austin plays up front. He's a good foil for... He's a goal scorer. He yeah. needs balls in the box. He comes alive in the box. I've said it many a time. He comes alive in the box. Outside the box, he's, he isn't... That's not his game. He'd be, if he was... If he had Bobby Zamora's getting hold of it outside the box, he'd be in England squad. No doubt about it. Mm. Let's, let's go mm. to Matty Phillips. Um, Very good point, though. We will come back to all of that. Really, really interesting, actually. As as someone who's scared about pretty clueless <laughs> about football <Yeah. laughs> and uh, scared of bats, it's actually it's really interesting hearing um, that insight. Right. Hopefully, on the end of the line now, we've got uh, Matty Phillips. Matty, um, th- since you come back into the side, um, how, how have you felt about that? Because you you looked a wee bit. Um, not unhappy, but frustrated, shall we say? But since you come back in the side, you seem to take in your, your 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 chances really, really well. And and last night you were very, very unlucky to get a great goal. Yeah, um, you know I'm back enjoying my football now. Um, it was a tough time for me at the start of the season. I think I, uh, you know, I was just coming back from my injury and you know I needed a few games. But obviously in the Premier League, you don't get no no sort of bedding in time, so it was difficult. Um, for quite some time now, I've been jumping at the bit waiting for my time to come and um, you know and the snowers came and you know it's, it's time to repay the, the fans that stuck by me and, and, and the manager showing me faith and belief in me You, you seem to be having uh, a new lease of life under Chris Ramsey Matt mm. Yeah definitely um, you know he's taking a lot of time to, to work with me on the training pitch as is Kevin Bond 
um, you know, so off off the field, you know, sitting down with me and talking to me, helping me, you know, positionally, um, it's just uh, just as important as, you know, sort of on the field. So, you're taking a lot of time and, you know, with, with performances, hopefully I can pay, as I say, faith and belief in me. And um, what we've just been talking about the game last night, Matt. What, what's yeah. um, have you woken up and sort of reflected on it this morning? What, what's your take on it? A bit disappointed, um, if I'm honest. I think to, to, to first of all say that against sort of a, a top four, top five side is um, is big because I think for 60 minutes I don't think they really created created much and. Then when you when you when you cut back the goals, I think sort of we shot ourselves in the foot. I don't think that I think you can understand if sort of Arsenal cut through us and two or three um, times and and then finally scored, but it wasn't it wasn't really like that. I think we um you know the first the, the second one especially I think we created ourselves and you know that that's disappointing. But you know we created enough chances throughout the game to 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 have got some at least a point. Um, and that's to say the least. So yeah, a bit disappointed, but you know it, it bodes well if we continue to to play and perform like that. Hi, Matt. It's Kevin Gallen here. Hi. Right. Uh, does you think like I've been? You know, you come back in the team and you're playing well, much better than what I seen you at the start of the season. Is that because you've got um, the manager has a bit more faith in you, and you think you know you're not under as much pressure, and you think that even if you have like an average game that you'll probably start the next game and it gives you that m- bit more belief to express yourself a little bit more no I don't necessarily think think, think of it like that you know I had the, the one that brought me and he brought me in injured and you know it, it took me a while to get going even in, in, in the championship so you know I'm not going to blame no one else my form I know myself I'm critical of myself I know myself that that wasn't good enough at the beginning of the season and you know it, it, I, I'd probably deserve to be to be taken out the side then. Um, but as I say, I got myself fit, got myself strong over a period of time, and for for a while now, I've been chomping at the bit, as I say, to to get back in. And you know, it's taken a change of manager, but you know, Chris Ramsey's been he's been brilliant with me. Oh yeah, well you look <clears throat> you look like uh, revitalised anyway at the moment. So I hope hopefully you can keep that form up for the rest of the season, and you know, get a few goals and create some more. It'd be great. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Uh, now, what, what when, when you got in the dressing room last night? I mean, um, Chris Ramsey was quoted as saying he was he was um, he felt sick and um, got it for for the team. You, you didn't really leave a lot on the pitch last night. You you boys gave it your all. Did did you feel absolutely drained? Yeah, but you know, um, for the for the remaining ten eleven games, whatever it is, you know, you'll see the boys there's plenty of competition for the places and. Chris is he's shown that you know afraid to 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 change it. He's you know put in a couple of young boys as well that have come in and done extremely well. So there's plenty of competition, and I think I think you'll see for the remaining ten eleven games that everyone's going to be giving it their all and leaving nothing on the pitch. One one thing I will say. Um... That always makes you a wee bit iconic with QPR fans like Kevin sitting opposite me here. If you can hit a winner against Chelsea, it would never go amiss in helping you with your career. So bear that in mind when we play them, not down at Rangers. We will do. We will do. <laughs> Good man. Uh, Matt, uh, how many, what have we got? Ten games left? Ten games left. Yeah. How, how are you and the boys feeling? Um, and are we going to do it? Yeah, definitely. I think, I think everyone throughout the camp believes that. We've got a manager that believes we'll stay up. We've got players that believe we're going to stay up, and, and I think you know, the, the, especially at home, the place is rocking. I think that's the most thing to be in the world. I'm coming, but you know, as I say, plenty of competition for places, and everyone's everyone's going in the right direction. So I think everyone's confident that we can do it. Okay, Matt, we're going to let you go. Just finally, have you got a, a message for the fans that are listening to this? Just, just thank you, and you know, keep keep, keep getting behind the boys because they they really are top man. Great, Matt. Thank you very much. Congratulations thank you, Matt. for getting back in the team. Cheers, and uh, good luck. Good luck for on Saturday, especially against Spurs. Thanks a lot. Enjoy yourself. Cheers. Thank you. Bye bye. Bye. Ah, seemed like a nice enough fellow, level-headed, very down-to-earth.
I think so. And he's been playing well. Despite the fact your phone's rubbish with connections, I think it's actually the, oh, the lead. Well, I'll blame the lead anyway. Should we try? Um, yes. Indeed. Just yeah. What do we what do we think about Matt Phillips? Are we are we back on now? Yeah, yes, yeah, we yeah. We're, okay. we're, we're back, straight in. Back in the room. Straight in. Okay. No, I, I actually think uh, last night I thought he played really well. He looked strong. Like I was watching at the start of the season and during the season, he was like there was times when I just he looked so out of confidence. Maybe it was because of fitness. He couldn't like pass it or cross mm. it, but last night he looked like a different player for me. And he was—he uh, wanted the ball all the time. He tried cross every time he uh, got it. He tried to have an end product by putting the ball in the box. He looked strong. He was getting hold of it. He was winning his headers when the keeper when we were playing like uh, maybe a diagonal because he's a big lad. He can win. Um, he can win the flick against a little fullback. And yeah, he, I thought he played really well. I, th- I felt like there was a lot of responsibility on him last night to provide the crosses because yeah. Darnell Furlong isn't pr- perhaps going to do that just yet, and no. and you, and the left back doesn't seem to pile and, and loads Junior of crosses Hoyle in. Doesn't really cross it. Let's be fair. Junior no. Hoylock plays on the left and cuts in on the right and has a. Sh- oh, do you know what I mean? But where Matt Phillips is on the right on his right foot. He goes down the line and puts tries to put crosses in from the byline. That's what he's good at. He's a straight. He's very quick, straight line. He's not one of those players who comes off the line and passes it into the centre forward and plays one twos. Mm. He's very direct. Gets the ball, tries to beat his fullback and puts balls in the box. Box, which for the two centre forwards is great. So actually, now he's he's very important to us because if he wasn't playing last night, there's no crosses at all coming in. Well, no, but. Not at all. So yeah, you know Charlie and 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 Bobby. That's what they want. They want the ball in the box. Mm. So they just when you're centre forward, you want that ball coming in, and you know you want to know when it's coming in. Mm. You don't want people on the out on the wing jinking and and turning, and you just want a winger to get half a yard, whip the ball in, so you can make your run. And <laughs> who was your boy? Who did you always rely on for crosses? Well, Gareth Gareth Ainsworth was very similar. I mean, my early early days, it was Andrew Impey on the yeah, right. Yeah, it was yeah. excellent, and yeah. Dave Barsley. Oh, that's right. We, we there was a stat of how many goals together you yeah. and you and Andy Impey. Yeah, and then got. on the left was Trevor Sinclair. So I mean, I sort of played in two sort of eras. I played in that era, and then yeah. a bit of a dodgy era, and then we went good again. And then Gareth was playing on the right. And then Martin Rollers played on the left, and then Cookie came on the left. That's right. And Gareth and Rowley would alternate, or Rowley would play in the middle. But Service with Gareth would be just you wouldn't even come short with Gareth. Go, go, go he back. wouldn't be just just get in the box because he would just head down and whip the ball in. You wouldn't even come short with maybe Martin Rollins on the on the left. You might come short and play a one-two, and he cut in on his right. But with Gareth, and it's similar to Matt Phillips, don't come short, don't try and get a one-two, just get in the box. Let him knock it past his full-back and whip it in. What, mm. what do you think is the problem going back to Hoyler? I mean, because he's clearly a decent player, he's clearly got ability, there's no, no two ways about it, but it's just everything he seems to try doesn't come off or... I mean, I, I just feel, I, I feel he needs to to get his left foot working a little bit because he's... If you're a right-back playing against Hoyler, you sort of know from the videos of, of the games before mm. what he's going to do mm. and I'm going to ask you what you know what he's going to do he's going to cut in on his right and, have, and try and yeah. have a shot yeah. or put a cross in yeah. or just so, pass it if you're right back, to someone else so yeah. if you're a right back what are you going to do show him the line Yeah, show him the line because you know he ain't going to cross it with his left yeah. but with Matt Phillips yeah you show him the line but he's got power I- and pace he, he might be able to beat you down the line and at, at worst he'll get a corner or throw in when he whips in or get a block I actually so, thought Matt Phillips looked all right last night when he, he had to switch over when Isla came on. Yeah, and to be fair, he got the ball and we'll got it on his right foot and yeah. just whipped the ball. And that's how the Ch- Charlie's goal came. He just got the ball, whipped it in. It bounced nicely. It fell to Charlie and it was a wonderful finish. So, you know, sometimes when you just last 10 minutes, you need to just put the ball in the box and mm. not hope, but then you get a knockdown. And it's always, if you've got a goal scorer and it falls to him, then it's great. It was, it was, mm. it was your favourite player. For creating goals that you in your time at Rangers, what playing or watching? Play, they're playing with. Oh, sorry, I'm talking to you as a player, not as a fan. Um, did you never play with Sintem? Not, no. not majorly. No. I know you did not one game, but I obviously trained with him. But he left, and Trevor came. But Andrew Impey was great. Yeah, Trevor maybe could do more spectacular things, but Andrew Impey was a great worker for the team. He could uh, defensively and going forward and. Whip crosses is he was a very excellent player. Trevor could do like the extraordinary with overhead kick and score like a wonderful goal. 
But Andrew Impey, if if you spoke to David Barsley, say, who would you rather play in front of you, Andrew Impey or Trevor Sinclair? He'd say Andrew Impey because he would graft backwards and forwards. So he was a great player. Gareth was, you just get in the bottom, like I said, you just get in the box of Gareth. Lee Cook had a wonderful left foot. Mm. Martin Rowlands, when he played either on the right or left, was a very excellent football player. Could play in midfield, right back. Mm. So those sides of players. But, you know, when you're playing up front as a pair, you know, I used to play with Les Ferdinand and, He'd knock things down for me and you sort of, you work in tandem. Me and Paul Furlong worked in tandem. Me mm. and Tony Thorpe as well. When Furs was injured, we had, I think we went like 15 games where I scored, he scored, I scored. And it was like, mm. he, he was um, he was a good football player, Tony Thorpe. He'd come short and I'd go along. We had quite a good understanding. Furs was a little bit different. He was just an out-and-out sort of goal scorer. So I'd play a little bit deeper off him. So, but... You know, it worked. Used to, it worked. You used to decide every week to, should I go two nil Furlong score first or two nil Gallon score first. Yeah. Did you ever win? Skin. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, loads. Did yeah. You? Yeah. So you, you would. That used to be like a classic score back yeah. in the day. Yeah. So I'd, I'd, you I'd, were I'd, both twenty five to one. Oh, for that's not bad. Yeah. I would have probably put my money in Scully. <laughs> what to cross it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, but the thing is, it's weird because watching the game last night. I know you're talking about the width of the pitch and everything else as well. But, you know, people... For, I mean, no one was mourning today, which is good. It's one of the few times we've actually lost where there hasn't been a complete Twitter meltdown. Oh, they were moaning near me. Oh, really? They're not serious. Probably more than about you. <laughs> it was, it was it a bat that came out of nowhere and discouraged yeah, you. Yeah, yeah, But um, yeah, yeah. The, the thing is, that, you know, there, there, there is a determination there, but the thing is, I, stupidly, I watched a Villa match on a, on a stream, and, I, you know, I could actually ground Ben Foster into the ground with a yeah, hammer or something because I, I don't know what he was thinking what he was playing at but that's what were complete... you playing at watching the Villa game on a stream why don't you just watch on BT because I was being cheap and <laughs> tacky um, and I haven't got BT sports but I was, but there's no need for him to do that and, and I was thinking our season is going to be this. Uh, even last night it's a few me- do you not think we're making too many wee silly mistakes and late in the game we're, we're conceding a lot of goals now people are saying that's unlucky is it also down to fitness levels or it's not look you cannot hold out for too long mm. you can't you, yeah, once it's sort of the once the pressure was coming you just feel that you know I mean you could see it last night if you were there it's going to come they're going to score you could yeah. just you could just yeah. sense it because we sort of ran out of a little bit of puff what I after noticed. the second half so as soon as the second half started after 50 minutes we sort of just in midfield we couldn't get close when we knocked it up long to to um, Charlie and Bobby and if they lost the header they picked it up every mm, time. And yeah. our midfield was like 10 yards. I could see the centre forwards, well, I'm waving, like, come, come get closer. Because when that ball goes long, if you're a midfielder, you have to now sprint to get the knockdown. Yeah? Right, right, right. But they didn't because I don't think they, they had... didn't li- get a knockdown. Because- no, because they won the header, but they dropped down to their midfield all the time. Yeah. Because we, if you keep, like I go back, you can't keep closing down all game. Mm. Your legs go. It's just impossible. I- I didn't feel like there was any... You know, like, when... First of all, when we went 2-0 down, I think we decided that we'd lost the game. Not in a kind of bad attitude way, but just it was totally flat. But what I found weird was, even when Charlie scored, there was no sense, really, that we were going to get another one. Yeah, I know. It was like... Because it was sort of a bolt out of the blue, wasn't it? Yeah. But, yeah, exactly. It was a sort of rarity rather than like It wasn't like a massive load of pressure. It was just the ball and it fell and he walloped it in and it was fantastic. But we cannot keep relying on Charlie Austin to score goals. Someone's got to step up to the plate and help him. Mm. He can't do it all. He can't keep scoring all the time. And that's last season and this season. What would happen if he was, like, not playing? Well, that's what happened last season. And then we we struggled. we need a gallon and furlong. Speaking of which... Uh, let's go to uh, Paul Furlong. Paul, welcome, welcome to the show. And um, did you go to the game last night? Obviously, yes. Well, well, thank you, thank you. First and foremost, and uh, yes, I did go to the game yesterday. What did you think? Um, I thought you know it was a it was it was a great evening. Um, you know, under the lights at Loftus Road always creates that nice atmosphere. Anyway, um, and I thought you know in the first half I thought we had a right go. You know, I mean uh, Charlie Austin was unlucky with a couple of efforts, just whistled in past the post. And I thought, you know, we, we put in a, a real shift, but you know, up against a quality team like Arsenal, it's, it's always, you know, it's always going to be difficult. P- Paul, what do you make of that new right back Rangers have got? <laughs> uh, what's his name? What's his name? He's got, he's got a bit of haircut, <laughs> yeah, hasn't he, Paul? Oh, just a quick story. Does he? Uh, Paul used to, you know, Paul has got no hair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he used to always put shampoo on his hair in the shower, and I used to say, Paul. <laughs> 
Paul, why are you putting shampoo on? You've got no hair. And I've got, like, the biggest booth on. I'd just be going in with Shalja. He'd have, like, conditioner, like, L'Oreal conditioner, everything. I hope you pass that. Your boy, your boy needs that now. Give him the shampoo and the conditioner. Yeah. He needs it. You oh, don't. Well, back, back in the day, I was on that 25-year plan, wasn't I? You know what I mean? That regain. <laughs> I was on that regain stuff, wasn't I? Do you know what I mean? It don't work, does I'm it? Still wait, I'm, I'm still waiting for it to grow back now, mate. Do you know what I mean? Give it another year. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Paul, you must be the proudest. You must have been the proudest guy in the stadium last night. Oh, yeah, very much so. I mean, you know, last uh, was last week when they played Hull away. You know, um, and to hear the news that you know, I think on the Thursday, Thursday, Friday, he was telling me that he thinks he's got a possible chance of starting. You know, and I was always saying, well, okay, keep your feet on the floor, stay disciplined, and keep calm. But then, you know, when he did tell me that he was involved, I mean, I was. It was a, a very, very proud moment in the Furlong household. I can tell you. Did, did you go to the whole game? No, I couldn't. We uh, were Bristol yeah. City. The under-18s yeah, yeah. were at Bristol City, and uh, yeah. it was just going to be a, a bit of a tall order to get there, you know. But yeah. uh, I then hoped that there would be another opportunity, and, you know, so said, so done. And I was there to watch it yesterday. Yeah, that's brilliant. Uh, and, well done. And, yeah. and what happens in that situation? Does it, I, I don't know if he, he, he lives with you or not, but did, did he sort of come home and you talk about the game and you gave him pointers, or, or are, you, are you standing back and letting him get on with it? Well, it's a, it's a bit of both, really. I mean, yes, he does still live at home, you know, and uh, we do have the conversations, um, and you know, it's all it's all positive. It's, it's all positive. Do you know what I mean, it's just pure positive. Because I've said to him, like, you know, you're in a very fortunate position, and he, he knows that, you know. And over the years, uh, he's sort of acquitted himself in such a manner that even surprises me at times, you know, in in, in the professionalism that he shows. Um, and you know, you know, it just goes to show, and you know, it's a it's a great advert for the for the rest of the academy boys that you know the opportunity is there. You know, if you're prepared to put in the hard work and you you want to develop and you can look after the football, and you know, there is opportunities for you. I just butt in there because Paul, when I was at the club and years, yeah. you know, about f- when Darnell was an under sixteen, and we were, you know, yeah. me and a few others of the coaches was like saying who we're we going to give uh, scholarships to, and one yeah. of them was like Darnell was was like. You know, he, he, Darnell wasn't very big in those days. He's got a lot bigger. Yeah, he was right. like very slight, and we would sort of say, "Well, he's going to get bigger because his dad's like a big man. Yeah. He's going to get he's going to get bigger. It's not a problem." And we was all another yeah. thing was saying he's got a great attitude. He's always yeah. willing to learn, and he was also yeah. be, and he's obviously he's got a great mentor in yourself, and oh, he like you. pick pick things up. You know, where some lads are yeah. when you're a kid, they could be great good players, but they just don't listen. But with Darnell, yeah. it was a case of. Well, he's a good learner, and he'll learn. And he, yeah. uh, we could just see that he would get better. And it was that was all that every coach said. Yeah, give him a scholarship yeah. because of of those reasons. So I'm yeah. really happy for him because uh, he's always a good. He's always you know very polite and a credit to you and, yeah. your, and your wife. Nice one. No, thanks for those words. I mean, you know, as I said, as a, as a, from a youngster, from him from the, the age of six, the passion and that he had to play football was was it was something else, you know. Yeah. And it's just nice to see that now he's get, he's getting an opportunity, he's getting a bit of a run, and uh, you know. But we've kind of spoke about you know, listen, you've not arrived. You know what I mean? You've got yeah. you've got to develop. You've got to still maintain the appetite and the enthusiasm to want to learn and develop, and and, and we see how you go, you know. Well, that, well, I, when I say to people, this is now the hard bit. You've got in, but the hard bit is yeah. staying in. That's mean? right. Well, most definitely, you know, yeah, you know that Kevin more than more than most. Do you know what I mean, as a player, you know that in over the years, and you, you become more experienced in, within the game, you know that sometimes getting there is probably one of the easy bits. Now yeah. staying there, do you know what I mean? Staying Which there is, because, it can be a bit of a t- because yeah. it's cutthroat. The first team, it's results, a results based business, and everyone's exactly. after a place. And how many players right. are there? And there's only eleven on the pitch, so. You know, I hope, hopefully, right. I know he'll get his head down and keep going. So, well, I'm, I'm sure yeah. you're keeping his feet on the ground, Paul. You, I hope you're making him load the dishwasher still and <laughs> Paul, Paul's all cracking, that sort of stuff. Paul, Paul's cracking the champagne, giving it the big one while Darnell's out in bed. <laughs> what's, 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 actually, what's it like, Paul, as a, as a father and a coach watching your lad play? Do, 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 do every tackle he goes into you, are you, you know, do you worry? Do you panic? What's it actually like as a parent? Uh, well, I think, you know, uh, sort of knowing the game myself, I mean, you know, I'm there kicking every ball and heading every ball when he's playing, you know, and uh, I do I do feel the nerves for him because I know exactly the sort of feelings he's going through at any given time, you know. Um, but for me, you know, as I said, he's, the, the way he conducts himself has, has, has been really amicable of, of himself, you know, and, uh, you know, long may it continue, really. Takes after his mum, then, yeah. Don't tell her. Don't tell her. Don't tell her. I said that. You know what I mean? No, no, no. no. Now, now, <laughs> now, now, talking about your time at QPR, 
Um, yeah. Obviously, Hillsborough and, and everything else is is memorable. But is that your most memorable memory at Rangers? Really, the the day at Hillsborough with um, yourself and um, some other fella scoring or Oldham. Yeah, 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 fair point. Oldham. Yeah, I was going to I was going to mention the Oldham. Yeah, I mean, you know, those two occasions there really spring to mind straight away. You know, and what fantastic days they were as well. You know, with the the fact that I mean the the, the the fans were were incredible. When I say incredible, I mean incredible. I mean, I go back to the Oldham game there, and people speak of it. I mean, I, I speak to a lot of people about that, and people say how the you know when the goal went in, how the the actual stand shook. You know, was and it mad. was a, a really yeah a really memorable memorable evening. It was just fortunate as well that I had my two boys that, that witnessed it as well. Uh, and now you know the, so, the older one is, is is playing there now. You know, so it's it's, it's great. So is he a Rangers fan then? Uh, he's more of a, a Tottenham fan. Oh, Lane. <laughs> <laughs> I've never heard of but them. He, he, he can be converted. He can be converted. Do you know what I mean? I'm sure Good. he is now. <laughs> I, th- I, think, I think I think I think every father's duty is to convert the children to the, the right side of, of of football, and that is obviously at QPR. But I tell you what, Liverpool, yes. he done himself yes. proud. Up. I, you didn't see the game at home, but I tell you what, he done himself proud up though. He was he was. Um, Class to be fair, and right. and he Excellent. did he did not look out of place at all. And as the minutes grew, minute by minute, he was getting more and more confident. It was uh, you'd yeah. have been very very proud of you sitting in play. He was he was excellent. One of the best debuts no. I've seen. No, good, excellent. No, I'm you know very pleased with that. I mean, I did happen to get a copy of the game. Uh, I didn't see it live, but you know, I got a copy of the game and watched it. And uh, you know, I mean, in terms of you know, we as I said, we do speak after after his performances every now and again. But I I, I try to remain positive in whatever I say. Uh, and you know, I spoke to him on that one, and I thought, you know, he, he, the the performance was good. I mean, the way in which he looked after the ball, and and as you said, the composure, and you know, at the start of the game, I could see the focus. In, I mean, because obviously, I know him. Obviously, he's my boy, and I look, I saw the focus in him. And you know, he's done well. I'm really, I'm really, really proud. And you know, in terms of expectations for him, he's exceeded ex- expectations I had for him so far. Paul, oh, Paul, just a quick one. Uh, do you yep. know when you speak to him after the game? Do you like tell him like what you used to do? Just shoot on sight. Just shoot, just shoot. Get a ball, bang it. Ipping out, just shoot. You love it, love it. (laughs) Nice one. God, uh, Paul, you're you're also back at the club coaching, um, coaching younger teams. What's um, a lot of change at the club, as always, perpetually it seems. But recently, with the change of management and the change of structure, what's the mood like there amongst well all the teams really up up to the, the first team? Well, I, I, I can say for definite, you know, I mean, Chris coming in from, from Tottenham um, has, you know, no disrespect to the, the guys that were there beforehand, but it's been like a, a I wouldn't quite say breath, a breath of fresh air, but it's been a real sort of revelation almost, I mean, in terms of opportunities and, and development pathways, not only for the players themselves, but for the coaches as well, you know. I mean, we've had, uh, just to give you an example, we've had like first-year scholars at QPR who have uh, trained with the first team. Um, we've had uh, under-18s again representing the under-21s on a weekly basis, you know. So in terms of the, the, the development, things have really cracked on uh, since Chris uh, has arrived, you know. That's good. Uh, um, yeah. And um, listen, uh, it's kind of just popped into my head, really. We, we've been talking to you for 10 minutes and Gallon's yeah. kind of stitched you up two or three times. <laughs> so um, <laughs> give us a couple of things we need to know on him. Um. That's clean. Is he still waxing his chest? What? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I just showed the lads my chest. I just showed the lads my chest. I never knew whether it was quite real or not. Do you know what I mean? He had one of those Sean Connery type chests. Do you know what I mean? So, the women love it. Sure the women real. love it, first. The women love it. <laughs> I've got a medallion as well. <laughs> and then, brilliant, brilliant. D- just, just sort of on the 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 time, the questions about back in the day, we were asking Kev this yeah. actually. Who his favourite uh, player was? Who kind of teed yeah. him up with the most goals? You know, what what provider or midfielder did he like um, playing with? And he mentioned a couple from sort of different yeah. eras: Trevor Sinclair, Gareth Ainsworth. Who who always provided you with the goods at Rangers? I'm here. Uh, well, I'm here. He's here. Kevin <laughs> <laughs> is definitely one. <laughs> I love Kevin it, Paul. definitely one. Thank definitely you, Paul. One. Checks in the post. <laughs> <laughs> but for me, no, I, I, I picture people like um, Lee Cook, uh, Kevin McLeod, Gareth Ainsworth. These are boys that, you know, played in wide areas. 
and got the balls in the box. Like you know, that's and that's what, that's what I thrive on. I I love crosses coming into the box, and uh, these boys, you know, used to supply them for me. So yeah, the likes of uh, you know th- those guys. That's yeah, great. well, that's, I've got to say, I forgot about Kevin McLeod. On yeah. on his day, he was yeah. a very good yeah. player. Wasn't I he? mean, he's quite quite, quite yeah, quite quick, and quick. he could put it on the money, you know, he, yeah, when he got he could, on, in, he in those areas. Great left foot. He was just mad as a hatter. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, I never um, forget his very. I never forget his very first day in. I remember uh, we were all in the change room, and I think uh, Ian Holloway came in and obviously introduced him to the boys, and and they because obviously he was very quick. Yeah. So Ian Holloway must have said to him like, "Come on, come on, Kevin, out of ten, how quick are you?" And he just come out with eleven. <laughs> do you know what I mean? I, I never, <laughs> no, he weren't shy. He weren't shy. That, you know I mean? <laughs> okay. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Go. And and Paul, you're coaching the under eights. Teams. Under oh, eighteen. Under uh, stick a one on the front. Yeah, yeah. Under eighteen. Yeah. Stick a one on the front. It's, a, it's so, all right. Polly gets everything wrong. We have to put up with this every week. Uh, so um, <laughs> he's going to say I stitched him up. <laughs> you, did, you did stitch me up. I I I, held, I checked it with Kev here, and I held up eight digits to say, are "You sure?" Well, you and he ha- said, oh, "Yes." Yeah. If he couldn't hold up eighteen, could you? <laughs> You ain't got eighteen fingers. <laughs> to, to be fair, Paul, he's 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 also scared of bats as well. Yeah, that's a different story. Um, Paul, finally, yeah. Um, yeah. will we be staying up this season? Oh lordy. Um, I, I mean, I, I I don't see why not. I mean, you know, it's uh, I think there's enough games there, um, and you know, I, I feel that there's a spirit. I think there's you know, uh, with Chris coming in, you know, like and I, and I know it's the same, and it's a bit of a cliche. When a manager comes in, you do get that sort of bit of extra impetus. But I do, you know, looking at the game t- um, last night, looking at the whole game, a little bit of the whole game. I think that you know that we're now everybody's pulling the, in the same direction. Everybody wants the same result and outcome, you know. And I, I, I don't see why not, you know. I mean, it's going to take some hard work. I know we're going to need a little bit of a luck on our side as well. But I, I can see us, you know, staying with. It's going to be tight, but I can see us staying within the league. Now, now one thing, Paul, I will do. Now I've got Kevin in the studio as well. Well, <laughs> yeah. it's a kind of a studio. You're not here, you can't see it. Um, <laughs> we mentioned Oldham and Hillsborough. I tell you what, you guys give us the best times. Seriously, after after so many years yeah. of being in the darkness, and thank you so much. And that Oldham night, no one will ever, ever, ever forget that. And um, it yeah, was right. it was incredible. And many Rangers fans will pass it on from generation to generation. And I yeah. I hope your lad can give us as much joy as you give us as well. So, Paul, thank you so much for coming on. Thanks for done for QPR and um, let's hope the wee lad keeps it going as well absolute pleasure cheers guys thanks big man cheers now thanks take care bye bye cheers now He's much nicer than you, isn't he? Just he's, what a he's, lovely, he's a lovely, proper, what a lovely, lovely he's man. He's a proper gentleman, isn't he? <laughs> what a lovely man. He did stitch me up on that eight. Oh, thing. get over it! You haven't got eighteen fingers. Who? Yeah, no. But this is how you do eighteen. <laughs> no, you just went like that. Who coaches the under eights? I don't not worth, know. Not worth I did, coaching. I did think it was a bit. I thought it was a bit strange, but anyway, he's full time um, coaching the under eights. I don't think he stitched you up, David. I, 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 I think you 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 just daft. Maybe, maybe. Just up. But that, no, that lovely was, guy. That was brilliant. Surely the it? underage go to school every day. <laughs> I didn't. I, I didn't. I thought Kevin Gallon has confirmed it's under eight. I'm not going to question my it. Fault. My, I'm not going to question my, it. My fault. <laughs> right. Oh, right. Um, Can we stop so, for one second? I need to go classic. To no. 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 I'm done. No. If I wee myself here, just well, we'll the, finish up in a minute. Um, right. Spurs on the weekend. <gasps> Will we beat them? Kevin? Um, beaten. Oh, I'm not going to predict. I'll take a draw, to be honest. It's a tough game. They're a good team. They're a good team. Mm. But we can, we can beat them. They've we had can a lot beat of games, them. though. They've had a lot of games, but they, you know, when you think they lost the cup on Sunday and you think they might have a little bit of a hangover, yesterday and they won, and I heard they played quite well. They have got some good players, and we need to keep, obviously, we all know the, the striker Harry Kane's like on top, on top form. Yeah. And, Andrews Townsend and they've got some good players but we need to we need to go with that same sort of spirit that we had last night and if we can just edge in front in the first half if we play like we did in the first half of last night against Tottenham we've got a great chance of beating I'm them I'm going to use a loo carry on that's outrageous sacked <laughs> the no, but it's going to it's going to be tough it's a London derby they're all Keep tough talking. they're all tough um, but you know QPR's a tough place to come for a team like any team, really, especially London Diary, great atmosphere. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. I think we've got a great chance. And what 
What do you? Uh, I think it's one of those that we've got to win because we're now three points off Villa, yeah. and it's our game in hand. And if yeah. we don't, we're we're, we're yeah. sort of even further into it. Aren't we? Well, yeah, we need to we need to win if it's our game in hand. They'll be looking at us, thinking, hopefully Tottenham don't win. Obviously, do you know what I mean? They'll be have yeah. one eye on on what our score is, but we can only do what we got to do and and performances. You know. Paul just said it there, you know, the performances in the last few games have been good, mm. but you need points. You need to make it count. You need points and you need to win games. And I think we'd all put put our hands up and say, yeah, let's just play average and win, then play well and lose, obviously. Yeah. We need the points. The points is matter. At this stage of the season, you know, it doesn't matter how you play. So we've got to be rough. We've got to be tough. We've got to be hard to beat, you know, whether it comes from a set piece and or a corner free kick however it goes in we need to we need to win and villa do we think they've turned a corner or just got lucky because the keeper no i don't think they've turned a corner i think there's a lot of media hype i, I look Shield. at that manager and think we we dodged one there well he's he's, he's just, talking them down yeah and talking himself well up uh, a bit i it, don't it's weird it's almost like he wants them to go down do you know do you so, know isn't it? you you mentioned them the other night the other night I mean, Frey, the, the keeper, what was he doing? Yeah. It was just outrageous. Just, what's he doing? It, the first shot, he fumbled, then he gets it, then he just goes reckless, and then they win. He just does his job properly. It's a draw, and it's all, everything's calm again, and it's it's not. But uh, I don't think Villa are great. I did think they played with a good tempo the other night when what I watched, and they did look like they were playing a little bit more as a team, and they're working a bit harder. But so are we. But uh, I wouldn't discount Burnley or Leicester. I think I think they're not bad teams. They work hard. But Leicester are so far off now. Yeah, I know, but I've watched Leicester what, and I think they're not eight, a bad nine team. Points off. I watched them against Everton and I thought they got some goals in them. But I don't know what the run-ins are. So theirs, but ours is tough enough. We need we need to pick up some points. We need to pick up three points on Saturday. There's no doubt about it because Palace, the following game, is another London derby and, mm. and it's tough and they're not a bad team. Well, Shane on Twitter has said, realistically, what did we expect last night? It won't relegate us. It's the games versus Villa, Palace, West Brom, Everton and Leicester that we need to get points from. Yeah, that's true. That's true. But I know that won't relegate us, but every game's three points yeah. at stake. So but let's get them enough, against... It we're playing matter. enough teams and we're not... So far off. It's not like two no. years ago, is it? Uh, no, whatever no, it was, no. two years ago when we were just miles off. No, we might, that that was just really looking back. That was like impossible. We were in dreamland, thinking we'd get out of it. We've got twenty-two points. We got. I think it will be a low total, won't it? It feels like that. Thirty-three. Well, it's just because Matt Man City. Here he is. He's I've back. It, I've got to be ours in the show. Yeah, I don't think we've ever had that before, that someone has announced they're going to the loo in the middle of the show. But there you go, that's Paul Finney, ladies and gentlemen. In the middle of the volume as well. Oh. Were they? Oh, God. Okay. Why are you just going to go on? <laughs> Someone's going like to Have you seen the bad side though, right? Right. My hours end the show is... <laughs> we weren't there, but go on. We need to be, really. Yeah, we do, don't yeah, we? Yeah, yeah, what, what were you talking about? Uh, we were just talking about Villa, uh, Leicester, other teams, you being it's, in I the think, toilet. I think it's going to be tight and it's going to go to the wire last game really of the season do. I, I don't think that goes with every team I don't Leicester think the game's going think, to matter I think hopefully they'll be down by then and we need to it'll win. matter for us but then yeah. sometimes when there's nothing to play for teams are relaxed mm. it's, it's, it's a weird one a pressure cooker game of whoever stays like, that's that's massive that really is like whoa mm. the pressure when there's like there's not pressure on it you just go relax and play it's a weird one it's a weird one yeah well, we've got to remember no West Ham stopped United winning the title one year when they yeah, exactly. were already relegated. Well, no, they weren't. They, well, they had nothing to play for. What no. I'm saying is, they just yeah. you go out and play and you relax and and the pressure, of, you know, of of you have. There's nothing worse than the pressure of you have to win a mm. game. I think one of the worst. It's much different than you don't have to lose. Going to win a game is much more difficult than well, we don't have to lose this. Well, one of the worst ones I remember. It is, really is is when we got relegated from the Premier we beat West Ham and it was really tense and obviously beat them and still got relegated that was that was a horrible feeling because it's out, when it's out of your hand it's out of your hand so at the moment it's still in our hands massively in our hands and we can beat Everton I mean you're always hoping for someone drops in at the last minute don't you whether it could be Everton Newcastle someone like that I don't know how far away they are really because the table scares me but you're just hoping that someone else can come into the fight because yeah. I'm just thinking like you know if you're playing Tottenham now on, on Saturday do you go hell for leather like we did against Arsenal and go for it 
and mm. maybe run out a bit of puff, or do we uh, hold on, sit back and try and hit him on the counter, or you know, let's keep it, let's keep it nil nil, or like keep it tight and then really go for it, kicking into the loft. I mean, mm. these are decisions the manager has to make. Sensible madness. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? They're the decisions. What do you do? Do you go hell for leather, try and get in the lead and then keep it, or do you go, all right, hold on, we'll we'll just close them down and we'll sit off a little bit, not wear ourselves down, and then have a right go, bring on some subs. Do you need to change the team? For Saturday, I do. Yeah. Well, okay. Where? I wouldn't be surprised if Vargas might play. Yeah, I think Bobby, thinking. because he played the whole game, might just be a good impact sub. Mm. That's an interesting. I one. maybe think Isla might come in at right back. I thought I thought they were quite awkward together. Actually, Furlong and Isla last night when they came on, I didn't think Isla was keen on passing to him particularly. Yeah, he probably was upset that he didn't play. Yeah, and it was a strange one because when you look back at the game yesterday, and Darnell done ever so well, but he was up against really a world class player. Yeah, let's be fair. Yeah, Sanchez is like going to maybe get Player of the Year or whatever. I was just to think it was a brave decision by the manager to play Darnell ahead of yeah. Isla because a fellow countryman, they would have had Isla's pride would have been like you're not getting past me. Do you know what I mean? Mm. They in the battle because when they, they go, about when, they go when they go back when they go back to the Chile national team and Sanchez is skinned and he's gonna they're all gonna take the piss. Yeah, I mean, they, so, yeah. Is that, yeah. Is that what goes on? Do you reckon? Do, of course, do, do you know I what? Would, if I was playing against a team and I'm playing for like a country and I've absolutely skinned him, I'll be going in first in. They give it. Did you see me a couple of weeks ago against him? I'm just absolutely killed him. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So that that happens, and I thought it was a brave decision because I, I love that tough. he's picked Darnell, and I love that he's in the team. But I did, I do feel like blood him in. At the right time, but it's a lot of pressure on. And Isla knows what he's doing, yeah. and I, I don't know. I don't want to be the one that says don't put Furlong in the team, but I kind of felt. I, I kind of felt. I was sort of with what you're saying there mm. last night against a player like Sanchez, and then you know, who, who, look at who else they got: Cazorla and and Ozil. I did sort of feel that maybe Isla needed to be Sanchez in there. would go maybe the first tackle absolutely go through him yeah and smash try and smash him to pieces yeah and if to say you come near me again well, you're getting more of that well look, he held his own but also yeah, yeah, isla crosses the ball and 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 maybe furlong can but he's kind of young yeah, still and game. i think we need those done crosses. very well and i just feel i feel that maybe isla will come in on saturday yeah should we go three up top on saturday just go for it what four three three yep uh because I've got a lot you of options. You do know that four field. three three really is four five one when we haven't got the ball. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. do you go four three three and have one man in behind Charlie, like a Vargas? Well, that's how he's been playing Vargas, isn't it? Yeah. Hasn't he? In yeah. that four five one, when he's because been Matt Phillips will play on the right hmm. definitely because he deserves to play. I'm not too sure Hoyle will play on the left, but I don't yeah. know who's a replacement. Well, for We might him. put Phillips on the left. Yeah, but he's better on the right because he's more direct and he can get mm. crosses in and whip them in. Mm. I don't know. All right. One thing we haven't. One thing we haven't talked about just just quickly. <laughs> yeah. Was a substitution last night. Sandro as an ex player was he blowing? Everyone said he was blowing massively and he needed to come off. Would you have risked or kept him on for five more minutes just to? Was he blowing more than Crenshaw? I I, <laughs> I don't. I think all three substitutions were not. None of them were tactical. They were all necessary. I thought okay. all because of injuries and and um, yeah. But I think like, Sandro because he hasn't played for a while. They're probably thinking. Hold on. Big risk. We need him for Saturday, and we need him for. The we totally Saturday. lost shape when he went off. That yeah, we did. He done well, actually. Really he well. strong. He's just he's he can't really get about the pitch. He's not massively mobile, but he's massive presence. Mm. And on QPR's pitch, small, there ain't that much space. If you put him on a big pitch, then might be a little bit different. Mm. But all right, listen, we got to finish up. We've been on for ages. <gasps> what did you want to say? This is you wanted what, to do something in the RZ. This is why it's good to be independent sometimes because you can ruffle on a little bit longer. Yes. And this is why we're doing this. Anyway, um, I bumped into Norwegian Oz last night. Okay. They're mental. No way. No way. Uh, I knew you'd do it and I'm surprised at you. I said no uh, way. <laughs> and, um, 
Just, just don't go down the but same But you also said Paul Furlong coached the under eights. Go on. Um, and, um, don't pass it on me. I know It was quite nice because as a wee fella, he was eight years of age, it was his first game at Loftus Road, and he was really excited. And you can kind of see, you know, your first game when you were a kid, Kevin, all that sort of thing. You know, yeah. you know when you go back and you actually realise that that's what the club was all about, his mm. first game. He's so excited, come from Norway. And you know what? They're a credit to the club, them lot, and, and the Swedish lot. All the, 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 they're brilliant. And, and, and one other thing that happened last night, which is quite funny, walking to the ground, and there's this Arsenal fan. All right, Gabe. And um, he's... Um, that's our engineer who's an Arsenal yeah. fan. And he's, he's starting to give it large, like, um, QPR is a shithole, I want to go home. What? And this, this voice from somewhere just went, well, fuck off then. <laughs> which which we cracked up this Arsenal fan wasn't having it. And he actually tried to stop all the QPR fans going past him like some kind of Danny Dyer type stand and people just laughing at him and stuff. And it's quite interesting reading on Twitter today that their thoughts on our ground and they've absolutely keen off this road. Um, I, you know, and it's, you would though, and if you weren't a QPR fan, you would cane Loftus yeah, Road as well. Yeah, their ground's great, but it's boring. Yeah, yeah you might as well be at the boring audience. The only library left open in North London. Exactly. It's 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 terrible, but it's, it's interesting to see big, bigger bigger club <laughs> big bigger clubs fusing our ground, and they don't they don't like it. You know, it's it's a, it's a proper old fashioned football stadium. I know mm. it's falling apart and the things we looked at and everything else, but it is a proper old fashioned ground. And also for the Palace game. They're having a meet-up at Melbourne in a pub and I'll bring the details next podcast and the Australian lot are frigging good as well. And I met a guy at the bar who'd, who'd flown in from Australia as well yesterday to see the game. So we, we're global and I enjoyed it and and, it, and that's all I'm saying. But you know uh, what? Anything else in your stream of consciousness before we go for the week? Um, wake wake me up, please. <laughs> are you still there? Right. Anyone else got anything they want to say? Otherwise, let's go straight on with predictions for Saturday. Last time we did a prediction... I said we'd lose and we won, so I will continue in that vein and say that Spurs will beat us 1-0. Oh, you drive yourself batty doing that. Paul? Um, I, I I actually think we'll win 2-1. I don't know why. I don't know. But I think we're, we're due to beat someone soon and I think we'll be Tottenham on Saturday. Kev? 1-1. Thank you for listening. This has been open... Oh, pff, hasn't, <laughs> but don't edit that anyway. This has been the QPR Podcast. Uh, listen, follow us on Twitter at QPR Pod or go online for all the links QPRPod.co. UK. We are due back Monday. The QPR podcast is a West 12 Media and Burble Media production.